All right. You ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Okay, let me let me get in my little zone. What's poppin' sweets? It's your favorite baker and host, Alicia Reedy, and I'm back with a brand new episode of Cookies and Conversation, and I'm finally back on time. This is dropping on time, okay? We're, we're getting it together just a little bit on this end. Life has been a little crazy, and... The best part about this episode is that it's a follow-up episode, and I have my girl Ambre back behind the mic, and I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes. I was literally just talking your ear off, but I feel like that's what we always do whenever we talk. No, it has to, like, start that way. It can't just go straight into it. We need to catch up just a little bit. Just a little bit. Before everything drops. A little bit. Oh, my gosh. How are we doing for real? Like, for real, for real. Oh, my gosh. I am exhausted yeah I am tired I am burnt out and I need to go on a vacation like really bad you know I didn't get the chance to ask you where do you want to go that's a good question oh my god where do I not want to go I just want to leave the U.S. honestly <laughs> honestly like a little bit. it's just it's I just want to explore <laughs> yeah no I know I just want I was thinking like I wanted to go to Europe and that's what I had planned for next year for January but just so much stuff has happened in my life and it trickled and now it just doesn't seem feasible until later next year but I saw the cost and it's cheaper than even going to Hawaii so I was like why would I not leave the United States no really though that's so crazy wow okay so life is trickling little things here and there okay so what what's going on like catch us up because you haven't been on the podcast since February of 2021 so there's a lot that we need to catch up on. So oh my gosh, it's been that long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it. Was, I, know. I don't know. I was I thinking about that too. Yeah. Now you got to give us the rundown. Tell us what's going on. Like everything. Well, whatever oh you want to share, rather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't share all of it. There's a. Oh, I'll tell you personally, but there's some legal issues. But I'll get into that with you, pers- on a different level. But got you. I mean, I think last I talked, I was talking to you about my school. I'm still there, but this time I'm graduating in December. Yay! So that's exciting. And I've just been so burnt out from balancing work and school as usual. And I just like kept really pushing myself because my advisor had messed up my schedule and was like, oh, you may have to get pushed back even more. I was like, no, mm-mm, that's not what we're doing. I mm-hmm. said, you're going to up my schedule to the max amount. Right, and just to knock it all out. That that got to me. <laughs> that got to me. <laughs> I will say, like, it was almost, it felt almost impossible where it was like 60 hours dedicated to school and I was working like 40 hours and I switched to a different location that I work at. So I work at Starbucks. So I switched to a different one and it's one of the busier ones in the DC, like Northern Virginia area. So that also like really mm. affected me. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Okay. So I definitely want to ask you, especially with, you know, graduation on the horizon, right? Um, mm-hmm. what is your first what is the first thing you want to do as soon as like you secure the diploma like what is your plan and it's okay to not have a plan as you know but like ideally like what do you see for yourself after that happening oh my god I get asked this so much I get asked all the time like what do you want to do where do you want to go what company do you want to work for what are your plans what do you I'm like oh my god right (laughs) I just want to 
get out and get a job, I don't even know what I want to do. Because I just feel like mm-hmm. personally, you'd never know what you were going to want to do until you just do something. Like mm-hmm. It always changes. Like you go in with a plan. It's not always 100%. But my plan is just secure a job that pays a lot. And <laughs> um, I guess help my boyfriend out with his schooling because for me, he kind of had to take a back seat a little bit because of the cost of school. So he kind of stopped going and he's been trying to save up to get back into it. And because of that, I've been the one who's been going at it. So I kind of just want to like pay it back a little because he's been my rock. So I just want to be able to be there for him a little bit financially if I can, and then see if he can pay for his schooling and just help him get up from there. Wow. Yeah. What? So, you know I'm sensitive. That made me want to cry. That is so <laughs> nice. That is so no, good. No, that's the thing. Like, of course I know him where I can't support him fully. Like, he needs to do stuff on his own, and that's what makes him feel good. Of course, that needs to be that little independence. Like, that's something we both have is that we're both super independent, and we don't like to ask for help, and we just want to do it ourselves. Yeah. But I know if I give him a little bit, I just want him to get the degree. Because truthfully, we both have the same study like our majors but he was the one that was really into it and he still reads books like this was really his passion so to kind of see that it was him who took the backseat does hurt me a little bit because I knew that this was more something he wanted than I did Wow. And I remember you saying that right before we started, I was listening to our um, our episode earlier and I was thinking about how, you know, you were saying that it's a it's a degree that you're not really interested in. Like you're not you're not passionate about it, but it's like, you know, you're doing it because it's like this is what this is what's going to help me. This is what's going to like secure the bills. Feel like there was like a little bit of pressure put on you to pursue it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't remember if we (laughs) talked about that last time. Do you have a hard time accepting the fact that there was a little bit of pressure that came with it? Or is it just like, it is what it is. It was expected. I don't have a hard time accepting it. I'm going to be blunt. I was pressured (laughs) into it, kind of. (laughs) So it wasn't, definitely wasn't like hidden. Um, I was more pressured to go into the medical field. I'm Asian. So that was definitely more so what I was getting pushed towards. But as somebody who wasn't always in a financial, I guess, stable kind of family situation, right? Like I didn't have much financial stability in my life, that that's something that really pushed me was to be financially stable. And I guess I went with it more so was that unlike medical school, I was like, okay, this is four years. (laughs) I'm not giving a good chunk of my life. So, and there's also a lot of, like, flexibility within, like, the degree of what I want to do. So, I'm Mm. not, like, too upset with that. But, like, something I heard, actually. So, I've been doing therapy. I was actually going to circle back to that, too. So, yes. I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're good. So, in therapy, I actually talked to my therapist. And she had told me, and it made me feel a little better, your work doesn't have to be your passion your work can be work and it doesn't have to define who you are and what you do Mm. with your own personal life so I've been doing taking that and because I've told her my circumstances and she was like no it makes absolute sense that this is what you want and yeah I mean 
I know it's kind of selfish to say, but I really want to be able to buy like that Christian Dior saddlebag I've been eyeing. I want to be able to book a vacation for like a couple months out and just be like, you know what, why not? And get myself the new like Shane Mitchell suitcase, whatever I want and not feel guilty. Yeah. And have that pressure. And that's why like, even though this isn't my exact passion and it's not what I want to do, it can help like drive me to what I want to do financially because I feel like everything nowadays just costs so much money that you can't even just enjoy and so I'm like okay if this is what will help gear me towards it and actually bring some sort of enjoyment in my life and make me feel better then I guess this is what I gotta do so that's why I've been just like sucking it up and doing it but Mm. definitely culture has definitely played a big part (laughs) of it I I definitely get that. <laughs> I don't know. I got I got a little trigger for a second. It's not your fault, but like you say, like what your therapist shared with you definitely hits home for me. I say this, and I think this is probably the first time I'm saying it publicly, but it's like obviously the Mona Lisa Bakes is a labor a labor of love. I do that every time. I'd be like labor anyway, but labor <laughs> of love. <laughs> and I'm so passionate about it becoming so big because I know I'm quite literally sitting on a gold mine. So like I go so hard behind my brand every day, especially because it's in honor of Tyler. And for me, I'm all about like creating generational wealth. Like the Mona Lisa Bakes is going to be a brand and is a brand that is becoming, you know, something that she will never have to worry about. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that she has to pursue you know, the Mona Lisa Bakes full time and like, you know, run it and all these kinds of things. But I want, I do eventually want her to like oversee it because this is for her, you know, mm-hmm. like she puts her hand in like, not literally, but like she puts her hand in a lot of what I create. I don't put out product if she doesn't like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's for her. I think from 2020 to like mid 2021 it's like I lost a lot of the passion I had for it as as far as like the excitement because so many people took my excitement away from me or rather I gave them that power to take the excitement Mm -hmm. because like I told you in our last episode together I felt like I didn't have the chance to breathe or like really celebrate Mm -hmm. myself and be happy about my accomplishments I was just an overdrive to the point where like I worked myself into a depression and so I love my brand and I love what I do and I think now I'm starting especially in this moment I'm starting to accept the fact that the Mona Lisa Bakes is I'm it's it's tricky because it's like I'm trying to figure out how to word it it's like I'm passionate but I want it to be able to you know literally become its own entity to the point where I don't have to worry about it anymore does that make sense because well, no, like that's I, the passion, I'd say, because like you yeah. still want it to oh, succeed, yeah. and it's something that you do love, but like to give it that twenty four seven watch yeah. and oversee it all the time. No, yeah. that gets tiring. So of course, I don't think you can say that it's not passion, but I think you just you also need a little rest. You want it to be in a stable position. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, like, the Mona Lisa Bakes always does well, and I'm very grateful for the brand that it's become, but I think it's really just, like, and I know I was fighting it before, but, like, I have to bring people on. The reason why I'm always so hesitant to bring people on is because I've been burned so many times, and Mm -hmm. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, specifically business money I've been burned one too many times Mm -hmm. people get a little too close and then I get fucked over like that's just it and like I can't 
I, I just for a long time could not allow myself and did not allow myself to let people in because it was like, okay, this is solely for Tyler Sione. And if anybody fucks this up, I'm fucking them up, period. Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Like, no, and I don't blame you. Like, you, know, you put in all this work oof. and all these people are like taking yeah. advantage or doing stuff. So I don't blame you for being exactly. extra cautious. But at the same time, like you said, you do it's need time. some help. Like, with yeah. what you do... It, you're really spreading yourself out thin so you need to yeah. have like people help you out now i'm not one to talk but oh i know <laughs> from, i know outside, <laughs> of course from the outside i'm like oh yeah you need help <laughs> you should be asking people no, no i know, I, know. I, spit it out. I just don't take it <laughs> yeah yeah same and I think what um you saying this too is just bringing up all these thoughts that I had and like listening to our old podcast episode or our last podcast episode together kind of put into perspective that I'm slowly like I don't want to say like no not even that I'm gonna be honest I it's like I feel myself slowly getting back to where I was when we did that recording it was like I felt like I couldn't I couldn't rest. Like, I can feel how tired, like, my soul is. Like, it's mm-hmm. so wild. Because for a long time, I didn't feel like that. But now that I have more work added to my plate, you know, working for Lush now, which is amazing, it's finding that balance, getting adjusted to a brand new normal. So, yes, like, I'm still able to be with the Mona Lisa Bakes full time. Because when I'm on my breaks at Lush, you better believe that I'm working on something for the Mona Lisa Bakes. <laughs> And then yeah. when I'm home, it's strictly the Mona Lisa Bakes. Like the other day, I, I started my day doing stuff for the Mona Lisa Bakes, went to Lush, came right back, and I worked till like four in the morning. It's truly, it's just the fact that it's like I'm passionate about both things. And I just don't want, I think I'm in a space where it's like I don't want the work to consume me like it did before, that I lose mm-hmm. my spark. It's definitely not really having my routine either because of it. Just trying to like get my footing again and get my feet wet with this new normal. I feel like emotionally stifled for lack of better terms. Like I just feel like there's a blockage because I'm not able to like honor myself and the boundaries that I've been committed to for over a year. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think that's kind of where, well, I was just talking your whole year off. And I think that's why <laughs> like you, like your therapist saying that one thing just kind of like woke up all of these thoughts inside of me. Wow, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that's the thing is that, like, I'm listening to what you're saying, but if anybody here in this podcast is listening, does follow you on your socials, like your Twitter, your actual Instagram account, you're a very transparent person for the most part. You share, you may not share it right away, but you should do end up sharing what has been going on with you. And I do like that you are transparent with stuff because you're human, as you should be explaining like what's going on. And from the sounds of it, I really don't think it's your work that's getting to you. Truth be told, like I know you have stuff going on with your baby daddy mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. just your own personal stuff from the past too with your ex. And just you've had oh, you've had a roller coaster of like outside stuff. So like sure it's hard to have your business and your work but like when your support system that's supposed to be boosting you up and helping you and encouraging you and like helping pick up the pieces of where you're burnt out and lifting you and like letting your soul be lifted again they're the ones who are pulling it down and dragging it down that just adds (laughs) i don't think that it's your work like i think your passion is still there and like i can see like through your drive through your posts and everything like 
you are really grinding it out. But I think like with a support system with people who are like loving and really show it, I think for you, that's what you need, like those words of affirmation. And mm-hmm. um, that's what helps get you there and boosts you up. Yes. And you do need to have like little breaks here and there for sure. Of course, like let yourself have a spa day here and there. I think like one day of not working on the Mona, B- Mona Lisa Bakes won't like bring it down. But ultimately yeah. you should surround yourself with like the positive people too. And like have that energy. Cause when you're surrounded by like people are also like bringing you down. Cause I felt that too that everybody around me was just upset and so gloomy. And it just, it got to me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to set my boundaries. Like I can't be around you guys. Yeah. Like, I'm about to hit a breaking point. And like, while it's hard, you know that as it gets harder, that's when you know you're about to hit the top again. So that's mm-hmm. why like, I know deep down I'm getting it. Like it's getting harder and harder, but I'm almost there. And I can't have these people keep me down with it. Ooh. like you're almost there too like it's getting harder for you like you feel that burnout but like that means you're about to hit the peak right now Mm. I'm so glad you said that my mom said that to me in 2020 I felt like at one point I was like it's before like you know I went viral and stuff my mom was like you know she was like things get really tough when a breakthrough is on the horizon so you Mm -hmm. saying that and reaffirming that uh that feels so good and you're absolutely right too I feel like it's really easy for outside factors to like cloud your your judgment in regards to what you have going on in your life. It's really crazy to see how things can slowly impact you. And I feel like with me, and I've noticed with my shadow work over the last like year and a half, two years, if I don't have my boundaries set and if I don't honor myself, like those lower vibrations, lower energies can really impact me as a person because I'm such an empath. And, like, I'm very sensitive to people's energy and spirit. If we aren't, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you aren't honoring yourself and your boundaries, or if you don't have boundaries at all, that could impact me. Like, mm-hmm. have, like, and it sounds like you and I went through the same thing. And I think we talked about this last time, too. It's like, look, okay, you're not really for me right now. And that's okay. You can just leave me where you are and keep it pushing. Like, Yeah, no, I've had to definitely do that. Within, like, the last time we talked, I've definitely lost some people along the way and it it sucks though but it's like I just put boundaries up now you Mm -hmm. don't want me because I put boundaries up Mm -hmm. and that just goes to show like the people in your life I'm like now you don't want me you don't respect me because of this yes it's crazy to see people drop like flies 100% but it always pays off in the end because you're getting so Mm -hmm. much closer to the best version of yourself and the version that you aspire to be in desire ultimately I do have a question that I want to unpack with you so I love that you're still in therapy and I'm so happy for you because that was one of the things I wanted to tackle with you um since we last talked I know shadow work has been done and you've been working on yourself what would you say is one of the greatest lessons you've you've gained since our last conversation if you had to pick one if I had to pick one, I have had so many. But again, I guess it's just setting those boundaries. Like I've had the hardest time doing it. So I've mentioned it before, like in an Asian culture, there's truly no boundaries. And I can mm. say that for some other cultures that I've heard too. But at least from what I grew up in, a lot of people I know that are in the same one as me, it's that there are no boundaries. Like your parents overstep they oversee everything and it all Mm -hmm. starts there like where you grew up in 
And I guess because I was so used to not having those boundaries within my family, letting them get away with saying things and doing things, that eventually it led to like, even the people I chose to be in my life could also see I was the same way with them. And Mm. I just didn't like that. I got so tired. I felt like I was being stepped on and that nobody was actually ever lifting me up. And the only person who I ever felt like did, and I guess that's why I clung to him so hard, was my boyfriend. And even that, I learned I had to develop a bit of codependency on him because he was the only one who ever made me feel lifted up. Mm, Very Um, validated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it just really showed me. I was like, okay, this is what I crave. But I'm like, you know, I need to set these boundaries with all these people in my life. And I slowly had to, like, do that whether it was with my mom, like, I'm like, you can't be saying these things anymore. I'm an adult. I'm tired. Even if I was a kid, you should not be saying these things. And with my dad, same with like my friends. I've lost a friend because a very close friend of mine, because of some of the things she said. Mm -hmm. And then I've lost some other friends because of it too. And I even had to set that boundary with my boyfriend. I was like, I can't be called like this and I can't have this codependency on you it's not okay like that's not healthy either yeah like I've unpacked that I have so many like unhealthy little things in me that I need to work on and boundaries was like one of the steps to take to fix that and it's still hard to this day especially when it comes to family I feel like you can't yeah just drop it like you (laughs) you still have to work with them and everything like they're your blood you can't get rid of that and so I think that's been my hardest obstacle that I've been slowly trying to work on within the past year. Oof. Oof. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's so good. That's so good. Cause like you're honoring yourself and like, it is so important to take just even a moment to do so. And it can be just a simple acknowledgement. Like that alone, what you just said is it's so big. It seems so small, but it is so big and it holds so much weight because it mm-hmm. shows like, and it proves how much you respect yourself. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. what you need and like what you have to let go of. I went through that too. Like with my shadow work, I, oh my God, <laughs> I went through the same thing. I ended up dropping a lot of people. And one of the people is crazily enough is Tyler's godmother. And it it hurts only because I'm thinking about our daughters because her twins are my goddaughters. So it Mm. definitely stings a little bit in that regard. But the big picture for me is like she was holding me back in a way that I I didn't even like realize it. And how how our friendship rekindled, it was kind of like looking back on it, it was kind of like based on guilt. Like when I was going through stuff with my ex back in 2020, like when I spoke about spoke up about the assault and things like that that fall she called me and she was like well why didn't you tell me about this and I'm like well when you're depressed and you feel you have no one to talk to when you're in an unhealthy situation you can't just expect the person that you think you're closest to to just be like hey by the way this happened I was like that's not Mm -hmm. really how it works and then I think over time and especially with my healing I started to see like she didn't respect the boundaries that I set because I was like you know what I apologize for you know like leaving you out or making you feel left out. That's not my intention, but it kept coming up in conversation, which I didn't understand. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, there's something on your end that you need to work on on my end. I think I also learned the fact that it was like, how do I word this? 
I don't like when people use their spirituality to gaslight you. And mm-hmm. it just kind of like, I understand like, you know, being free and being yourself, but it gets to a point where it's like, okay, you have no structure. And now that's impacting me. And I don't like that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and I think she also didn't respect the fact that I had boundaries. I've lost a lot of people because of boundaries too. I've had people try to throw dirt on my name just because I set a boundary. I don't have to give you access to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's well, just... that's the crazy thing. That's the same mm-hmm. way I lost my friend too, was that I didn't tell her some stuff I was going through. And I was like, when was I supposed to? And right. the thing is, it was like stuff in the past too. I was like, okay, like that doesn't really define me. You're really going to let this moment be what upsets you and she just made it more about herself and I was like yes are you checking up on me or are you trying to just get in on drama like, yes. what is this really about oh my god I went through the same fucking thing oh my god she was very <laughs> adamant my ex-best friend she was very adamant about speaking to Rayvon because I was getting annoyed with why he was keeping up with me but he wasn't speaking to me she was like I'm gonna reach out to him and I just I was like look if you do that whatever like I was like, I'm not asking you to, but if you did it, cool. So I mm-hmm. feel you on that. Like, it's like, okay, you're trying to be in the drama, but then once you ask about the drama or like when I tell you about it, stuff in confidence, you want to throw it back in my face? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Like, no, same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, same thing for me. <laughs> wow, you get me. You get me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I want to talk about your relationship because Daniel's definitely come up quite a bit, which makes me feel so good because I think, because it should be, five years or six years now five years yeah we just hit five years yes oh my (laughs) gosh okay one of the things I really want to tap into first of all five years is huge that's great and I'm so happy for y'all because y'all just make so much sense together and I want to ask what is the greatest lesson that you feel that you all have taught each other within these five years because you can learn so much about a person in one but what have you gained in the five actually I really think it's funny that you said we make sense I feel like we don't and a lot of people what? who who really like meet us separately mm. we don't make sense I guess like for you I guess you've met us together you've seen us together all yeah but when you like hang out with us separately like you see me on a separate occasion then you just go out with him we are very different and (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's something like uh, we've definitely learned through the course of our relationship is how different we are yeah and it has been hard that is for sure um I've always told people this like I I am young I'm only 22 and I've told other people who are like getting into a relationship they're like I just want it to last. I want to have that. I'm like, it is work. A relationship is is work. It is mentally tiring. Like you, it, you will feel it. And something I've learned and he's had to reiterate to me is that there's been a couple of things. (laughs) Well, one being with how different we are. Sometimes I get scared. scared. I'm like, Oh my God, we're so different. We don't do the same things. We're so, we like different things. And he's always the one that's like, and why does that matter? He says, as long as morally we're like aligned and what we want to do with our life later on is aligned, right. we can like different things. We can be into different things, just respect it. And he always like reassures me with that sort of thing. He's the one who's more so the reassuring one. I had a somewhat toxic household where my parents 
they're good people. They just weren't the best together. I get that. So to be surrounded in that environment where even as a kid, you knew that this was a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. I developed some of those things where I'm like, I just want to run away. Any little disagreement, any little thing I freak out over. And he's always the one that pulls me back. And he's like, no, no, like, we need to work this out. We need to talk it through and everything. But even st- little stuff like, oh, we're the opposites and all. He's always the one that pulls me back. And I guess that's something that I learned too is, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like once you get into a relationship, you kind of start to see the ugly in yourself. Like, yes. I'm not saying I'm a terrible person, but I'm like, oh, I did not realize like trauma has affected me this bad. Yes. That I need to work on myself. And it's just little things like I, for him, he's the opposite. He's the type that's like, I want to work on this right now. Let's get over this fight and fix it. I Mm -hmm. am the opposite. I am the type that's like, I need space. I need to run away. I will come back, but I need to just have like two hours outside to like, think about it because then all my emotions are so overwhelmed I'm going to be fixated on more so like anger and sadness rather rather than it's me and him tackling the problem it's me versus him and that's why I need that space because I I can't differentiate the two anymore and that's something like I've learned is that throughout the relationship and that's also why I'm in therapy was that I have some unhealthy mechanisms in me and I'm like I need to work on that and I do want to be better and I have noticed that I have developed some really ugly traits in myself and I need to work on that and oh it's hard mm-hmm. it is hard to get into an argument and the first thing I want to do is go out and breathe and I have to just tell myself you have to sit here and just listen mm. Mm. And he also has some things, too, where he has a bit of ADHD. So when we have conversations, like serious ones, even though he doesn't mean it, he'll jump from one topic to another. And I'm like, okay, can we finish this one? But to me, I'm like, you're disregarding this whole conversation in general. But in reality, his brain just doesn't work that way. So he's just like jumping from left to right. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God, can we stay on this one topic? And it has been a challenge these past five years. I mean, we started dating when we were like 18 from the start of college to now. And we're like entering new chapters of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only going to get better though, because we have had some really tough circumstances that just have made it almost impossible. So that's why I think once we're in a better place, like financially, And finances, even though we're not married, has taken a toll on us because we basically live paycheck to paycheck and that gets really tiring. Like we we barely have a savings account. Like we try and we try to invest where we can, but it's hard with how life is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I feel every bit of that. Please continue. I'm like, (laughs) keep going. No, you're good. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it has been a roller coaster like we've watched each other grow and that's something like we've talked about where it feels me and you where it's like we're in the toughest spot of our lives and sometimes I feel like I keep saying that because it just keeps getting harder no, and no, harder it's okay. yeah um, yeah so like I just feel like what I thought was difficult last year when we were having a conversation whew, 
it has dropped down yeah. so much worse. And I'm like, okay, I did not think it could get worse, but here we are. Right, but here we are. That's exactly how and I feel. <laughs> I guess like it's so much harder, I think, now, like in the position I'm in and that he's in, that we're both like, okay, now it really cannot get worse. And from there, I guess we kind of try to see it in a positive light and push each other too. That it's like, okay, we're bringing out the ugly in each other now because these circumstances are just something that most people don't deal with. But once we're out, like if we can handle each other at our worst, why wouldn't we be able to be our best and be happy with each other? And that's something we actually did on his birthday was we just decompressed. Like we were not on our phones really. And we went out, we spent the entire day, just the two of us doing whatever we wanted. And it just felt so good to be Mm. with him in the moment and not have all the outside pressure and everything happen. And that's why I just feel like I need something like a vacation because just being away from all the things that I need to focus in on in life was so nice to just not worry about work, not worry about school, not worry about what I want to do with my future, just to be in the moment. And I feel like I very rarely get those moments to just kind of look around and enjoy. I know that's something I can work on because like people are like, oh, you can enjoy the moment anytime. But it's just, I'm an overthinker. And I just always, like, I need to keep going. And in my mind, like, even on my breaks, like you were saying, how at Lush, mm-hmm. you're doing stuff on your breaks. I have my laptop, too. I'm doing my homework. Like, I don't actually have a break. Right. And I also get, like, three, four hours of sleep. I'm so exhausted physically, right. too. But I'm like, I just need to keep pushing. So that's why I just want those moments where I'm like, you know, what am I pushing for? Let me just have this day. Because... A day is not going to kill me. Right. Oof. I felt that with <laughs> my entire <laughs> being. I, I think that's probably one of the hardest um, things I've been dealing with. I, what I love is, like, you breaking down how y'all, like, face issues. When, or rather, before Rayvon and I went through our things earlier this summer, I think that he had a hard time. And that was also, uh, I feel... Um, a reoccurring theme within our relationship since 2016. Just the the duration, the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It he is a type to run away too. I'm very much okay. We need to face this on, like like face this head on, like right here, right now. I think the difference is that like when he would run away and like require space, he would kind of revisit it or like revisit me in a sense with the approach as if nothing ever happened. But then it oh, would come no. up later. You know what I mean? So it was kind of no, like, not okay. yeah. And like, it was just getting in the way of our growth. I think that, especially this time around, um, when he came back into my life last year, completely unexpected, literally over a year exactly, which is crazy. And he had a hard time, and to this day still has a hard time, just really seeing me for like the grounded and whole version of myself that I've become. I think that because he has the habit of still running away from problems and like needing some space instead of actually Mm -hmm. resolving it, I think that that played a huge role in, I think, our life overall, like our life together. In recent months, even before the assault, um, I think... At the top of July, he kind of knew it was like 
the beginning of the end. I think he saw it as like, okay, well now you're running away. So now I have to chase you. And like, I wasn't necessarily running away. It was more like, okay, this is a boundary I have to set and it needs to be respected normally. And like, you know, sometimes it's like, for me, it's like, I can't feel like I'm trying more than the other person. I feel like I've done that a lot in like a lot of my relationships, platonic or romantic. And I think that was the first time I had ever been like, you know what? I'm taking a back seat and I'm choosing myself. I'm not running away. I'm not running into the problem. I'm just accepting it, respecting it for what it is. Like, mm-hmm. this is just what it is. And I think that's one of the hard parts too, just about relationships with people. You can't make anybody do anything. You can't make somebody see what you see. Um, you kind of like have to respect where they're coming from and respect them for who they are or not not necessarily respect, but like accept them for who they are. Because if that's what they're showing you, you just have to like take that. I I hate running away from stuff. I know like anytime there was like a little bit of discord kind of like you, I'd be like, you know what? Like I need a little bit of space. But that was like, I was actually like your age when like I quite literally learned that. And I was like, I can't keep doing that. I just need to like, be in the moment and just mm-hmm. accept the moment. You know what I mean? And just really face it head on. I've always been confrontational and like very direct, but it's more like you can't, it just, it just doesn't solve anything. It doesn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so. And well, that was definitely- the, like the thing with running away, at least like for me with what I think Rayvon could have done differently was at least tell you like with Daniel, I tell him I'm coming back. And that's something we've had a conversation about with, with Daniel, because he's like, I want to fix it in the moment. He's like, well, I get scared letting you go because I don't know if you're going to come back. And I'm like, okay, yes. sweetheart, this is, we live in the same house. I have to come back. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, before, don't think that deep into it. But I'm like, I do need to, because I can handle confrontation. I can handle a work setting. But when it comes to a relationship, I, that's one of the ugly traits I've learned in myself is that I may use words I didn't mean just to get back just because I was upset and I don't want to do that and that's why for me I'm like I need a space I eventually want to get to like where you are and how you say like I want to do it in a moment but I'm like I I can't hold back my tongue right now so I need to work on that first too and then I should be able to do that but no I get that like I'm the type of person it's like I don't like to speak out of anger and I think um that was one of the the challenges with, or rather, I think that's one of the things Rayvon appreciated about me. Because it took, like, he would be mad disrespectful, and I wouldn't raise my voice. I'd be like, you know what? I hear you. I receive it, and I'm going to leave this where it is. And then he'd be like, you always want to do this. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to give you more of a reaction. It takes a lot to, like, push me to a breaking point and to, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, lose my shit. Like, it really does take a lot now. I think that, you know, thank God I'm going back to therapy, which is full circle, because the last time we talked, I just left therapy, so now I'm Mm -hmm. going back in it. (laughs) But I think that, um, I think just he and I, we also had very two two completely different communication styles. And like you were saying, too, I wouldn't know, he would never communicate if he was going to come back. He would just pop back up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't like when people do that with me. I mean, we've always talked about words of affirmation. Like, that is so essential for me. Even if it's just the reassurance of, like, I'll be back. Like, I just need a second. I feel like that could have helped us in the long run. But unfortunately, like, there are just so many demons that he has, like, just straight up that only he 
can like really work through it and save himself Mm -hmm. I had to get out of the habit of like trying to mm, I literally said this on my last um podcast episode my solo episode you can't you can't love somebody into their healing like Mm -hmm. you can love them through it you can support them but you can't like love them to the point and encourage them to the point to be like yeah do this do this do that this is what comes with it because like in the end you're going to get like resistance and that resistance could lead to like turbulence and nobody wants that what I love about you and Daniel is that you two ground each other very well I think that you both have like that sense of realism or like that sense of reality in your relationship where you're like, okay, like this is what we want in the future, but like, this is what we're doing right now. These are the circumstances right now. And I think that the work that you've done to ground yourself and the work that you continue to do to ground yourself is really going to like open even more doors for you than, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be so good. And I think you're on the right, well, I know you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing. The fact that you can face yourself and look at yourself and be like, damn, like, this is what I need to do. Girl, you got it. And I know you know that. And I don't have to tell you, but I want you to know that I see it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh I mean, gosh, that's the thing, so like, in a relationship is, like, I mean, that goes to show how much you really love the person, though. It's like, yes. are you willing to make the changes? And are you willing to see, like, this yeah. is what's wrong with you? And that's something I've had to unpack with him, too, is that, of course, he's had his issues. And I've had mine, but it's just a matter of we have to call each other out and say, like, this isn't good. Like, you should get rid of this. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of patience. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, it depends. Like, how much do you really want to be with this person and kind of accept that these are things you need to change? Of course, it's mm. nothing like, oh, you need to fix this about your personality. It's just like, hey, I don't appreciate you raising your voice. And that's okay right that's something that needs to be worked on yeah exactly I think because Rayvon doesn't know how to leave survival mode because he's been Mm -hmm. in survival mode his whole life I think that he tends to hear things with a defensive ear exactly what you said it's like I'm very good about my verbiage in the sense of like I don't I'm not I'm not going to accuse you I'm not going to speak with an accusatory tone but I'm very like when this happens it makes me feel like this when you say this Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like this or like I feel like this when x y and z happens and I think sometimes it would fall on his ears and he'd be like oh you're trying to change me you're trying to control me and it's like no it's like I love you enough to like and I even told him this I was like I love you so much to the point where like if something isn't sitting well with me and I feel like this is getting in the way of our growth as a unit. I have to communicate this with you because I want you to love me and see me and respect me in a way that you never have before. Because mm-hmm. like any, what your needs are, whatever is bothering you, I take it, I don't take it lightly because I want you to like get raw and real with me. Like I want you to be open with me. I want you to share these things that bother you. You know, like if there's something that I'm not doing that's rubbing you the wrong way, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. If there's something that I am doing that's rubbing you the wrong way, like, I would hope that you'd communicate that with me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of like what happens in a lot of relationships. Like, the communication styles, yes, it can be different, but sometimes it's like, where is that discord coming from? Like, why is it not, you know what I mean? It's like, you mm-hmm. have to have such a good understanding because you can't get to where you want to be in the connection until that is solid. And so, yeah. you know, like, I, I get with, I get everything you're saying. I'm glad I'm not the only one who gets it. Unfortunately, yeah, I it's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> I'm on Rayvon's side here. We're survival mode. Get a listen. Listen, but, and what I will say is this: 
And I hate, okay, with me, because you're like the first person I'm talking to about this on the podcast, right? Aside mm-hmm. of like my solo episode. So it's like, for me, trauma ends up catching me. Like, tra- like any, okay, let me run this back. Anytime like a traumatic situation happens or like something that like kind of throws me off center, off balance happens to me, it doesn't impact me right away. It impacts me much later. Like, for example, I had a court appearance with him in February. I'd spent like from November, December of last year up until the very day of court in February of this year, focusing on like grounding myself and making sure like nothing fucked with me. Like, I mean, you talk about like some namaste, like that was me, mm-hmm. like downward facing dog. Come on, Shavasana, all that. That was me. <laughs> so like, I was like trying to do it all and it worked. It really worked. Even when he came back into my life May of this year, like quite literally two days before Tyler's birthday, I was like, oh my God, I can't keep doing this. And I told him, I was like, look, if you're going to be in my life, you're going to have to be here and you're going to have to work for yourself. I've done a lot of work and I'm not going to sit here and pick up the pieces for the millionth mm-hmm. time in our relationship. Okay. And then obviously it never happened because look at where we are. So I, it got to a point where once the assault happened, I felt like I had no choice but to like buckle up and just be like, okay, this happened. And I still focus on grounding myself. The issue is that I couldn't, like I had so much body pain as a result. So it was very spaced out. I picked up a new job, my workload increased, and then I lost sight of myself. So as a result, it kind of threw me off balance. I think what was the tipping point I didn't talk about this in that episode either. The tipping point for me personally, when I could feel that I was losing my center, especially it it was directly because of him. And I'm I'm so mad about it. Very long story short, we had this huge disagreement. He like snapped at me to the point where like, I like went off and I don't, I don't get angry like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't yell, but like, you really, you really have to do something to get me to my breaking point like that. And I like set the boundary and I was like, look, I don't like that. I had a moment. I can apologize for like losing my cool. I was like, but I'm not interested in talking to you right now. He ends up trespassing, not once, but twice, two days in a row. And I will, yeah, the first night it was 12 o'clock in the morning. He stayed outside of my home. almost three in the morning, banging on the door, confronting neighbors. The second day he came unannounced. He came at like nine o'clock, I think. He had only been in front of my house for like an hour and a half, but this time he didn't park in front of my house and he was wearing like these dark clothes. And then, like I said, he was like hitting stuff outside of my house and two of my neighbors heard it and then he ended up leaving. I felt like I could not, like I didn't realize I was holding my breath. Like I was in bed with Tyler putting her down for bedtime and he like literally had no regard for her. He had no Mm -hmm. regard for my family who I live with. You know what I'm saying? Things like that, when you violate somebody's space like that, especially when they say like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to speak to you. It gets to a point where it's like, how can you not be thrown off by that? You know, because mm-hmm. this is like my safe space and you, you, you trespass. You really did literally. And um, he and I weren't talking for like a couple of weeks. The assault happened. And then after that, it's just been like court, court, this court, that witnesses, this um, paperwork, that attorney this, attorney that, like public defense, you know, like it just gets mm-hmm. to be a lot. And you add the workload into that mix. And it's like, I have to schedule my life around all of these court hearings and court appearances. And it's just, it gets to be a lot. 
And I think this goes back to the top of our conversation when we were talking about like our work and our passion. I think like you were just saying too, it's like that has definitely gotten in the way because <laughs> we have court appearances up until December because of, Oh my God. Yes. Because That's of so his behavior. Long. Yes. Yes. It is ridiculous. Oh there are God, three cases so right sorry. now. It's okay. It's, I mean, well, it's not okay, but it's okay. You know, like I know that I'll be okay. I think, the circumstances think, aren't okay. Um, right, exactly. But you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I think what I'm doing right now is um trying to find not only my center but moving back to like the mission that I created for myself for the year. When I came into season 3 of Cookies and Conversation, it was about the theme is like what do you want to move closer to? And for me my theme, my personal theme that I've shared with the community is wholeness. And I think that everyone that's been on including you, I feel like we're all on this journey to like move closer to that being the best the best version of ourselves the most whole version of ourselves like mm-hmm. my focus is like community and i feel like with this chapter of my life especially right now community is so essential but <laughs> at the same time it's like for me now especially cuz my boundaries are so, are so firm it's like community for me like the one i've developed has enhanced like it's changed a lot so mm-hmm. like there are people that I thought would be here during the season that aren't. There are people that are coming back into this season, which I and they like they need to be here, you know, like and it's definitely mm-hmm. been quite an adjustment. But I think I think it's just I'm going through this phase, too. and I'm so glad I'm going to therapy for this, too. It's like I have like this this sense of guilt for being thrown off balance. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dang, like mm-hmm. a part of me feels like, wow, I put in all of this work for damn near two years just for me to feel like it's going. No. Yeah. Damn near two years. And it feels like it's gone down the drain. <laughs> no, I get that guilt feeling. Yeah. No, I it- get that. Because I felt that was cool because I was getting so burnt out. I was like, you know, I need a break. And I'm like, there's no way I'm taking a break when I got one last semester. Right. <laughs> I really am choosing now to do this. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, that's the same for you. Like, you, I mean you do have a lot of circumstances but yeah you are at like that point where you're about to hit the peak so it's like you got to just keep going and mm-hmm. not let it get to you but i mean i don't blame you at all if you do let it get to you because it's not easy yeah but you are strong like from when we've talked in the past from what you've told me in the podcast in the past to our personal stories we shared when we worked together you got it like don't feel guilty for letting yourself have like a little break here and there but ultimately like I know you're gonna keep pushing just don't feel guilty for how you're feeling you're allowed to feel what you want Mm. like just if I don't think you should be taking a break obviously and I know you're not but don't feel guilty if that thought ever comes to your mind because that's something any reasonable person who's in your circumstance would feel too you are absolutely right oh my god thank you I really needed that you always know what to say like right (laughs) when I need it like when I was listening to our episode I was journaling what I was writing did not make sense but there was something that you said that like sparked it I was like damn let me go ahead and pick up my journal and then it got to the part where I was talking about how I journal and like what journaling shows me Mm -hmm. I've been going through this thing and I don't know if you've felt like this a couple of people that I've talked to about it have but sometimes when I'm away from like my journal for too long I feel a little guilty coming back to it and I'm like "Mm, it's been a minute (laughs) is it time (laughs) what am I going to unpack I don't don't journal so much I used to I used to write 
a bit when I felt a certain way because it helped me kind of walk through what I'm feeling in the moment and really go through it. Mm-hmm. But I slowly just kind of stop I guess for me I've just started to observe more of what's going on around me so for me like I told you I get like overwhelmed with emotions now I try to take it and see like okay how did that affect the people around me so now I just slowly observe more so like the consequences of my actions or the consequences of other people's actions and so from there because I feel like when I personally write I'm writing for me and like what I feel what I'm doing but I never see the outside perspective of what I have done and what I've said and Mm. acted on so then for from that I started like noticing like oh I can see the shift in body language oh I can notice this yes all of a sudden the tone is snip and I guess it puts me more in that moment because I'm at the point I know what I'm doing wrong at this point (laughs) like I'm like I said I've seen the ugly in me so I'm like okay yeah and now I need to see how it really affects others for me to like really wake up and be like okay I really do need to fix this because this isn't okay it's not just affecting me at this point I've upset other people yeah oh you know what that makes me want to ask you this I think this ties into like a lot of what we've been talking about what does your communication style say about you oh my communication style so Mm -hmm. I'll be honest and this sounds really bad if I'm being transparent, but it, it changes um, from person to person. I get of that. Course. Like your work, you, the way you talk, isn't the same way you're going to talk to your friends. Isn't the same way you're going to talk to your relatives. It's not the same way you're going to talk to your boyfriend. So truthfully, it's very different communication styles I have. But I guess the one with my boyfriend is more so the one I think reflects really me because he's the one I'm most comfortable with. He's seen it all. Yeah, and I guess with what you said, it's more survival mode. I I have learned that I need to change my communication style, and I need to also listen to how other people were brought up and be more aware of that. Because, like with Daniel, I would tell him things, and sometimes I felt like it was in one ear and out the other because he didn't come out as receptive, even though truthfully he was, like he did listen. It just didn't appear that way to me. And for that, I would like pull back on communicating because I felt like he wasn't actually receptive to what I had to say. My communication style, like I do kind of hold back a little bit and I've learned that it's not okay to do. I need to communicate more and I try to, but that was a big thing in our relationship too with our communication was that I said, okay, I may communicate this way, but I need you to communicate back that you are listening and you hear what I'm saying or repeat back what I said, kind of. So yeah. I know that you were aware because even though he may not have said something back, I know he is listening, but I need to hear that yeah. he did take it in. So I guess my communication style is like, it needs to be like exactly said. Yes. <laughs> like I know it sounds like I'm a kindergartner, but I need it spelled out for me. Mm-hmm. To make sure that everything is actually communicated properly. Otherwise, I get worried. I start to think like, oh, my God, this is what he might have thought it as this or he's not listening to this. And then I need to hear back from him what he thinks and all to make sure that everything's OK, because I also need that reassurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely I definitely feel you like 
I tell people all the time and I take pride in this. Like I'm very intentional with intentional with how I speak. I've caught myself from speaking out of anger. There are times where like I'm speaking out of anger, but I'm still intentional about what I say. Cause mm-hmm. if you would ask me when I'm like calm, I'm going to stand firm in what I've said because that's exactly how I feel. I'm one of those people too, where it's like, because I'm so intentional, there's no way that you can read into what I'm saying because I've, I'm putting it all out there. I'm putting mm-hmm. all my cards on the table and I'm, I get like, I don't necessarily like worry too much, but I know that I become defensive when what my words are being taken out of context when there's no need for them to be taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand how if I say something and it doesn't land the way I think it will, like I can, I can acknowledge that. And it's like, okay, this isn't where I'm coming from, but I get defensive and upset visibly and genuinely upset when the misinterpretation is being what like spoken mm-hmm. on as if it's matter of fact, it's like, yes. Okay. That is your experience, but that is not what is. And I get yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, it's like you're not even asking for what I said. Like you're exactly. just stating like, this is exactly how it went. And it's like, yes. no, you're not even asking for my side. No, yes. I get that. I'm very if much like, I say it verbatim. <laughs> right. I'm like, if you're going to repeat me, it needs to be verbatim. Like that. That's no, cool. I do too. That's <laughs> like, I'm the type, I will pull up text receipts. I'm like, don't change up what I said. Here All right. is word for word. Okay. I'm no, like, I no, do this is what I said. Like, even if it's one word, I'm like, uh-uh, that's not what I said. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I've done that too. <laughs> I want to revisit you again. What would you say? Well, obviously, I feel like you have a lot of willpower, but what is willpower to you? How would you say on a scale of one to 10, yours is? How good is it? I would say it's a nine. And for yes. me, willpower is, well, first, it has to be something you want. I think that's like the number one thing. Basically for me, like the same thing as determination, like how much do you have it in you? How much strength, no matter how hard times get, will you keep pushing until you get where you want or what you need? And for me, I think I have it, but I think the number one thing is like, is it something you really want or need? I think any, a lot of people have the willpower. It's just, depends on the circumstances that you were in and I've noticed that with people like people who are a bit more privileged and were fed with a silver spoon like they had it all easy Mm -hmm. that when life gets hard just like a little bit there's no more willpower because they didn't ever have that chance to develop it unless they're in a super rough situation essentially but I think for like me and you who've had it from an early start, we have a stronger willpower because we've kind of had to. Like it was just even for stuff like the necessities in life that you have to really push for. And I think that's what really determines like how strong somebody's willpower is. And mm. yeah, I've noticed there's people that say that they have it. I'm like, you really have to be pushed though into such a tough time. But I think for me and you, it's stuff even as little as, not as little, but wanting to be successful. There are people who don't have the willpower for that. They're okay with just being mediocre. But like with Mm -hmm. people like me and you, it's like, no, I know I'm better than that. I know I can do absolutely better. So I'm going to keep going until I get there to where I know I'm at my best. You you preaching right now. Oh, my God. I'm over here like, "Mm -hmm, yes. (laughs) Well, no, that's why sometimes I get, I beat 
for it. But sometimes I'm like, I, cause I know I can do better, especially when I messed up yeah. something. I'm like, okay, no, I know I could have done better. Like I'm not leaving it as just this. So yeah. yeah, I guess I'd say my willpower is pretty high because I've had to keep pushing. And in times like this with, I feel like you don't have a choice yeah. but to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I'm wow. That kind of reminds me of an argument I had with Ty, like sometime before I broke up with him. I don't remember what we were arguing about because he just kind of like argued, argued with me about stupid stuff. I was like, I've had to work for everything I have. I like, have I had support? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it comes down to me. Like I've had mm-hmm. to hustle. I was like, unlike you, I was like, your mama is a doctor. Your father played sports in Jamaica. Like you would never know what it's like to hustle. Like you don't know, Mm -hmm. like you do things just because you can do them. I have to do it because I have to, you know what I mean? Like we both have kids, but like our circumstances were different too. I don't always ask for help. I don't like the most I ask for really is like, like I'll hit up my dad sometimes. I'm like, yo, like I need some money for groceries because I got to make sure I can take care of stuff on my end. I'm very open about that. I don't have no problem with that. Ultimately, in the end, it comes down to like how much I hustle, how much like I got to take care of things. Nothing was handed to me on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. Like I've always been taught to like go for that. So my child doesn't have to. I'm very adamant about creating a life where Tyler never has to struggle. But I know the difference with, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you're good. No, you're good. I was going to say the difference with you though, I know that, I know you're going to give Tyler the world for sure, but it's also knowing you, you're going to show her her roots and be like, this is how it started though. We did not just start like this. I think that's also like the important part that some children and people get shielded from is like, okay, like we had to work our way. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in honoring the past and, you know, really respecting it for what it is because it got you to where you are. And where you are now and how you nurture yourself now is going to determine where you're going. There's just, it's all like a full circle thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and like you were saying, like people that haven't had to hustle the way that we do will never understand it. So like mm-hmm. when they have to hustle, they're like, oh my God, work. I have to try. Like, yes, you do. Because yeah. <laughs> life isn't going to just hand stuff to you. It's never going to mm-hmm. do that. You just got to keep going until you get to where you want to be. And like, it really starts with you like your core your foundation your roots and I'm so glad you mentioned that I'm Mm -hmm. so glad you mentioned that thank you for that I appreciate you (laughs) well that's actually something I've had a fight with my with Daniel about was that we were talking and he was like I just I feel because he feels so disencouraged like disencouraged with the schooling and everything and his friends are graduating or they've graduated and they're like telling him you need to do this you need to do this and I'm like and he's getting discouraged because he's like I I don't I can't do that I don't have the money to do this I can't like he's really struggling and I was like they don't get it because they had things handed to them I'm pretty sure if you had a mommy and daddy to pay for your college you would be okay too if you had somebody to help with your living situation even you would be okay too but exactly we we weren't fortunate to have this and I'm glad you're transparent like even asking your dad for groceries like sometimes that's just how life is like you need to ask for that help because it gets too much like for people like us it's not an easy road where it's like oh I can afford this I can pay for this I can do this it's not like that and 
it just it does get hard sometimes to listen to other people and compare and that's why I tell them like to stop listening to what other people have to say you just need to do you <clears throat> because nobody's gonna understand it like you I said I'm probably the closest thing you have so I feel like you should honestly be listening to me more because I'm the one who knows the most <clears throat> don't ever listen or compare yourself to what other people have to say because they don't get it exactly it just becomes noise at the end of the day it mm-hmm. really does. See, you always get me and I'm so grateful. <laughs> no, yeah. I have one final question for you. And I feel like I feel like you're gonna hit it on the on the head. You never miss. What <laughs> would you say is the greatest promise you've made to yourself? Or what is a promise Ooh. you've made to yourself? Ooh, so that's actually a really tough one because Yeah. I'm like thinking from when I was like younger, you know, like, oh, this is what I dreamed my life would be. And life did not go as planned. I thought I would be studying abroad. I thought I'd be traveling. I'd be living it up with roommates, going out to parties and whatever. That did not happen. (laughs) So I I guess just the promise I've made to myself was to just kind of have a life that I didn't when I was younger and what I want to fulfill is that I want my kids to have one I didn't you know and that's what like you said like you want to do for Tyler that's what I want to do too so I'm like trying to grind hard and do what I can and I just want to overall be successful and happy and I think though my biggest struggle like that's the promise I made to myself was to be successful and happy but I think I need to define what that means to me and that's something mm. I've been working on is like what defines my success and what defines my happiness. Wow. That is, mm. I don't even know what to say after that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, ooh. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> because I just like thought no, about I don't it. Know what like, to say. So thank <laughs> you. Cause I think, I think I, I know you're not alone in that feeling. Um, and I think that oh, I'm so glad you came back to the mic because I feel like you always have something so good to share. I love how authentic you are. I love your transparency. Even if you don't feel like it, I feel like your vulnerability is very like very much in the forefront in the best way possible. And it never works against you. And I think honestly, it doesn't even sound like you're running away from anything anymore. I think that you are really stepping into this new level of power where you're like facing it head on and like really challenging Mm -hmm. yourself and, you know, really welcoming these uncomfortable levels of growth. And I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I have been trying. Like, I started to, like, stop apologizing for certain things. I'm like, why am I even apologizing? Drag me. What did I even do? (laughs) Well, no, that's the thing. Like, I've just slowly learned, like, even something as little like that has, like, helped me want to grow. Like, when I wouldn't be able to go to work because I wasn't feeling well, I'm like, why am I saying sorry for not going to work? right I they will be okay I'm not the one stopping this billion dollar corporation from running so (laughs) damn that's a great way to think about it I like that Mm -hmm. so that's why I just it has been a lot it's been a lot of work but I appreciate you like saying that you're kind of seeing it and I guess sometimes I feel a little discouraged like I'm not seeing it but I think I won't until I feel that like level of happiness and success like I said yeah so 
No, I com- no, you look. If anybody gets it, it's me. So I, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly in that space right now. So I feel you completely. But with that being said, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? And I know you're not too active on social media right now. So if you want to plug it, you can. If not, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not active on social media, but I guess just I want the listeners, listeners to know you're not alone and you will get through it. Stop beating yourself up. If there's something you want to change, only you have the power to do it and only if you want to do it. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. Well, all right then. I, I needed that too. Like that very last little bit. See, look, I need this conversation today. <laughs> no, I, I know. I needed happen. it too. Full circle things. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you so much to my listeners as always. I'm so happy to give y'all another amazing episode of Cookies and Conversation. And until the next time, we are out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>